one of the reasons that I hate HOAs is that everything is so uniformed. Every house and yard and mailbox in your neighborhood looks the same. I may have a, a black mailbox like my neighbors, but maybe I want a white mailbox or a blue mailbox or hell, a red mailbox instead. But I'm not allowed to. There's no room for creativity, individuality, or differences. You're not allowed to be you. Being yourself is important. And I was reminded of that this week when Raj Giri criticized Johnny Gargano on Twitter, saying the crowd on Raw didn't give a shit about him. When Raj owned Wrestling Inc., he told people he couldn't cover my insider news. Not because it wasn't accurate, but because my opinions were quote-unquote bad for business. Whether you agree or not, my opinions are my own. I stand behind them, and I can articulate them. I'm simply being me and not a carbon copy of every other home design in the HOA-controlled neighborhood, so to speak. And now that Raj no longer owns Wrestling Inc. and no longer believes he has to parrot what others want him to say for money, he's defying the metaphorical HOA. Saying the crowd doesn't give a shit about Johnny Gargano? Well, the truth is, he sounds a lot like me. You see, I'm authentically me, and I'm proud of that. And you should remember that the next time one of these clowns in the wrestling media who own the house that looks like everyone else's says something really negative about me. You should question if something they said is really what they think or if they're just parroting what others want them to. So as I'm processing Raj's tweet, I'm reminded of a quote recently tweeted by John Cena, and it's this. It's okay to be silly. It's okay to be whimsical. It's okay to be creative. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to fail. It's okay to hold hands and hug. It's okay to say, I love you. It's okay to live. It's okay to be you because we are all just trying to figure it out. I really thought this was a good tweet. And the obvious underlying message is that it's okay to be you. And maybe if Raj and others in the wrestling media felt that way, I wouldn't be standing out on an island alone. But I am. And I'm good with that. Why is that? Because I'm being me. He's taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. I'm ready to play now. Put me 
an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. Welcome to your weekly pro wrestling truth. Welcome to Brad Shepard Unleashed. Each and every Thursday, I bring the hot takes and important debates, but most importantly, I tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. But if you do like what you hear, you can hear more of it at patreon.com forward slash Brad Shepard Unleashed for just $4 per month. That's just $1 a week. And while you're signing up for the Unleashed Patreon, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Brad Shepard. All right, I've got a fun show for you this week. So without further ado, it's time to take the gloves off. I want to talk about stuttering Glenn Gilberti, a.k.a. Disco Inferno, the original Pinocchio of professional wrestling. You see, every time he lies, his nose grows, and we can all see that, well, he's lied a lot. Glenn answered a mailbag question on the bonus mailbag episode of Keeping It 100, which came out on Wednesday, and he just couldn't help himself. Brad Shepard was on his mind. Take a listen. Next is from Great Greatness. And the subject is Christian drugs. Uh, I was watching Billy's Wrestling Performer, and he had, he had said, said that Britt Baker has with Christian Cage. Now, Christian Cage is divorced now, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Adam Cole's injury might be fake, and that AEW uh, infamous for having after parties. It has a whole lot of usage going on can any of you confirm what billy said we know you have sources in aw also is it true that aw doesn't have a wellness or drug drug testing policy set up billy was using that that that, that goofball brad shepherd right like the, he wanted to hit show that, that that guy just always has like stories like this and i you know i, I can probably find stuff like this out but if the only person you've ever hearing this from is a dirt sheet guy i would suggest these stories are not true because i haven't heard any of these so yeah, um, I, I mean so stuff like that. I don't, you know. I've been there after a couple AEW shows, and I never all I saw was uh, some people drinking wine in the lobby. In every <laughs> wrestling organization, there is okay. You're going to have a percentage of your guys that go back to the room and play video games. You're going to have a percentage of guys that go to the bar and drink. You're going to have a percentage of the guys that go back to the room and smoke. And you're probably going to have a small these days a very small percentage of guys that are probably going to go back to the room to do mm-hmm. okay. And it's like the the more so I think the the group of the the big group is the video games, and then the beer the beer and the weed I think would be probably about about the same amount of people that would be doing that after the show. But like but like parties I don't you know like you, whatever the visual picture you get on that, bro. These people are just going back to the rooms and just just hanging out, right? You know, so yeah. Glenn hasn't figured out who his allies in the wrestling community are. In fact. He has a bad habit of listening to the people who don't like him and who attack him. People who are dishonest, people who have personal agendas. Glenn promotes independent voices in media who seek truth and ask tough questions and who are not afraid to criticize AEW. 
He promotes free speech and speaks out against cancel culture and the issues within the wrestling bubble today. Uh, on the surface, there are a lot of parallels between us, which is why this is so baffling. Glenn has criticized me more than he has AEW's ass-kisser-in-chief, Dave Meltzer. The same Dave who's stolen my stories without credit repeatedly. Dave has been it on Dave has been on keeping it 100 numerous times. Nick Hausman was just on keeping it 100. He's another clown who refuses to cover my news because I'm bad for business because of wrong think opinions. I'm the one who's reporting the inconvenient truths. Not trying to be in the business or, frankly, make friends with the boys. I'm the one blackballed and blocked by AEW and others because I ask the tough questions that Tony Khan is afraid to answer. I'm the one who's been canceled more than anyone in the wrestling community this year. Where was Glenn during that? Well, he's busy calling me a goofball on his podcast and downplaying real stories, which he can't refute, that the hacks in wrestling media don't have because ultimately they're fanboys and not journalists. Everything I said to Billy Body on the Wrestling Informer is true. And I would suggest Glenn listen to what I actually said first and then make up his mind. But I don't run from the truth. I stand by what I say. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. I have no agenda but the truth. So understand, Glenn, that I am always open to talking to you. You can hear it from the horse's mouth yourself. Because I always keep it 100. Well, the wild weeks in the NFL are piling up this past week was no different. Oh, my God. The Colts 12, Broncos 9. Russell Wilson only completed 54% of his passes. With two touchdowns, no interceptions. With two interceptions and no touchdowns. Yikes. It's time to panic in Denver. Giants 27, Packers 22. This was one of those uh, early London games that everybody in America hates. Uh, Rodgers only had 222 passing yards. That's only five more yards than the dreadful Daniel Jones had. But hey, who needs Daniel Jones when you've got Saquon Barkley? He rushed for an average of 5.4 yards per carry. Lions, zero. Patriots, 29. This was the uh, ass-kicking of the week that you didn't see coming. The Patriots finally gave third-stringer Bailey Zappi the chance to throw the ball a little bit. That's all they needed. Ramondre Stevenson rushed for 161 yards. 
against the Lions, who haven't figured out defense yet. And the Patriots' defense kept the Lions' offense on lockdown. Really, which is an impressive feat when you consider they're the highest-scoring team in the league. Chargers 30, Browns 28. The Browns led most of the game. Lost the lead late and then missed a 54-yard field goal kick to win. It was, once again, the most Browns thing ever. Texans 13, Jaguars 6. This was the perfect game to remind everyone jumping on the Jacksonville Jaguars bandwagon a little prematurely that they're simply not quite as good as you thought they were. Falcons 15, Buccaneers 21. Brady was good as usual, throwing for 351 yards, but the Bucs' defense largely was not good late down the stretch. The Falcons scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough. And once again, they were reminded that Tom Brady will forever be their daddy. Steelers 3, Bills 38. This game was bowling shoe ugly for the Steelers. They've got to go back to the drawing board, and in my opinion, fire Mike Tomlin. The defense is pathetic. The offense is non-existent, relying on duds like Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Dolphins 17, Jets 40. I called this as my upset of the week last week. Tua didn't play. Teddy Bridgewater got the start, but he left the game injured, leaving them with their third-string quarterback, and it wasn't pretty. Say what you will about the Jets, but they're playing scrappy and with a chip on their shoulder. Bears 22, Vikings 29. The Vikings are a very beatable first-place team, but the Bears are a dumpster fire. Titans 21, Commanders 17. The Titans didn't look great at times. It wasn't necessarily pretty, but it was just enough. Seahawks 32, Saints 39. Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara balled out. They had monster games, and that was enough in what was a very fun and competitive game. 49ers 37, Panthers 15. Well, I said the Panthers needed to fire Matt Rule, and they've now done just that. The 49ers are simply a better team, even with Jimmy G unit at quarterback. Panthers have a lot of problems. Baker Mayfield isn't performing. The team is a mess. Eagles 20, Cardinals 17. Now, this was a close game. The Cardinals were just this close to knocking off the undefeated Eagles. But close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Cowboys 22, Rams 10. Cooper Rush was... Maybe not great, but he was efficient. The Cowboys running game stepped up in a big way. Say hello to the quarterback controversy in Dallas. 
This week, it's the Cowboys versus the undefeated Eagles, a division rival with Dak set to return from injury this week or perhaps next week. And if Rush beats the Eagles this week, if he starts, I think you've got to move on from Dak Prescott and his monster $40 million a year contract. Bengals 17, Ravens 19. Neither quarterback played great, but the Ravens dominated on the ground, averaging five and a half yards per carry. Raiders 29, Chiefs 30. Simply put, the third quarter killed the Raiders. They gave up 14 points. They scored zero points. All right, this week's picks. The Bears are a dumpster fire. Give me the Commanders over the Bears. The 49ers over the Falcons. The Browns over the Patriots. Packers over the Jets. The Colts over the Jaguars. The Bengals over the Saints. The Ravens over the Giants. The Bucks over the Steelers. The Rams over the Panthers. Cardinals over the Seahawks. The Bills over the Chiefs and what should be a great game. The Cowboys over the Eagles in an upset to end the Eagles' undefeated season. And the Chargers over the Broncos. All right. It's time to give Noseman Paul, a.k.a. the King of Kings, a.k.a. the game, a.k.a. Triple H. A.K.A. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, A.K.A. I love just stroke myself off on TV for the marks. It's time to give Paul Levesque an objective, unbiased performance review. That's right. He's uh, been doing the job a little while now. WWE's chief content officer. He's the man running creative. And we're going to talk about WWE Creative, their TV product. We're going to break it down. Bow to the masters. Well, there'd be no bowing here. We're not kissing his ass like the rest of the wrestling media. I'm going to give it to you real. Let's start out positive. I want to talk about the good. Let's talk about the good things Noseman Paul has done. The commentary. It feels a little more relaxed. Uh, 